0: Uh, test 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 test. All right, look, looks like she's working, boys. And let's just jump into it. You ready? Sure. I am just. I'm ready to punch a child right <laughs> now. I, and it's not even. It's not. I'm. I'm ready to just. A child of any particular. No, no. I'm just ready to go commit some like property damage or just like. I'm like <laughs> a ball. A ball of energy. I've been sitting at a desk all day. Just, like, my brain is exploding oh, and I just need to go monkey mode and just, like, rip some signs off some houses or something. <laughs> monkey mode. <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking, I'm gonna go fucking ooga booga, dude. I'm going oh, full God. monkey. Oh, God. Hello and welcome to The 250, the podcast where we refuse to stand for racism regardless of how much you want to call it art. I'm Jonathan and with me as always is my co-host Douglas. How are you going, Douglas. <laughs>
1: A little bit scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time tuning into the 250, we've taken a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 movies of all time as of January 2020. And we've begun watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, our thoughts, and our reactions to the movies within. Today's movie, number 175, well, oh, that's a nice clean number, is Grand Torino. It is a nice clean number. Uh, Recently widowed Korean War veteran Walter
1: Kowalski is a prejudiced, unhappy old man. When his values and ideologies are confronted by his neighbourhood, he is forced to adapt and try and better himself.
0: Gran Torino is directed by Clint Eastwood and it was written by Nick Schenk and Dave Johansson. Uh, Douglas and I have not watched this film before.
1: Yeah, it's uh, another Clint Eastwood. Yeah. We had him with Million Dollar Baby prior, and this is another directed and starring Eastwood film. Mm. Not going to lie, he set the bar pretty high with Million Dollar Baby. I, I, You know, it's not a mind-blowing film, but I was really interested in that story and the way that Eastwood presented it, so I had really high hopes for this one. And uh, great to see that it's a dog shit pile of garbage. So... (laughs) um, (laughs)
0: I saw a lot of comparisons, mate. I think I watched like a like some video essay about the comparisons between this film and Million Dollar Baby because Clint Eastwood. I don't know. I, I hope he's not like this in everything these days, but he just plays like a cranky old man. But he's got in the both voice those for those films. It. He's got the growl for it, you know. I so guess, like I he guess can, so.
1: In terms of like his personality and in terms of how he is. He's like a Paul Newman. You know how Paul Newman's got, like, those big old fucking blue eyes? It's Mm. that same deal. Paul Newman gets cast because of his big old blue eyes as Clint Eastwood gets cast because of his sneer and his gravelly voice. I couldn't imagine Clint Eastwood being this optimistic, cheery fucking dude in anything, really, just because that's just how he sounds. That's how he looks. That's, yeah, just... I don't know. I just...
0: Yeah... It could be fun to see Clint Eastwood in something where he truly, like, broke his own...
1: Mould and became Yeah, I guess so.
0: His own, like, typecasting where he actually... Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's kind of like a minor problem to have. Mm. With this, maybe maybe I'm... Mm, mm, mm. (sighs) Anyway.
1: John is just rocking back and forth on that seesaw baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Look, it's... It's not, I would, uh, like, Like, I don't think we're able in any capacity to hide the fact that we didn't super love this one, right? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and once again, it's always the most wonderful feeling to watch a film and go, I know exactly how my co-host is going to react yeah. to this. yeah. We're gonna be fucking mad at this. We've
1: we've done this podcast long enough together that we, we we understand where we kind of draw the line in the sand, and we go, you know what? There's there's certain things that I'm willing to to work with and try and understand and comprehend in terms of you know a piece of art and cinema portraying a certain idea and thought, but there's just some shit that is just irreprehensibly. <laughs> I I just don't understand it. I don't understand. Where Shank, Johansson, and Eastwood are all coming from at this. I just don't understand what the message is, which is so surprising to me because A, it's as high as it is, Mm. B, it's Clint Eastwood, who is, from all understandings that I know of the man, an incredibly intelligent and well-thought-out and structured actor-director- Producer, writer, he knows what he's doing. Mm. So I just none of the pieces add up for me. I'm just, I'm honestly quite dumbfounded.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I think the, I can't even, I can't even just say like it's an okay story. Like the story is actually a paint by numbers. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a term I love using when describing a film, and I actually haven't got to use it for a while because a lot of the films we've had have. In the occasions where it has still been very sort of obvious the direction things are going to go, like maybe Klaus recently, Mm. Mm. like you sort of – there's some bits in that where you're like, I don't know what they're going to do next, but you sort of more or less – You know what the next 20 minutes of the film are going to look like with Klaus. Yeah,
1: I think if it's going along a journey and an arc where you're like, yeah, I get where it's going to go, you need to make the journey actually interesting and differ in some way from, or not even differ, it can still be that same journey, but the journey at least needs to be, yeah, somewhat entertaining and interesting and intriguing. This is not that. Like, (laughs) I... I, I'm not, not sure about you, Jonathan, but I don't like a single fucking person in this movie. Every single one of them. There's not a single person where I'm like, wow, there's there's something there, you know? Just every single character that gets introduced in the first act alone, I'm like, wow, they're all terrible.
0: <laughs> I really like, and I, I think I, this has got to be, well, it, actually, it has to have been somewhat intentional. I think they were trying to sort of showcase how the family they've got this wonderful culture and they've got this amazing family dynamic that just feels so warm and 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 this beautiful togetherness to this whole group of people i think the film was trying to use that to well it obviously was it was trying to use that to offset um some of the other let's say problem characters i don't want to dig too far into spoilers with this film that is not intentional those were not characters that that were read into it all but that was fun to watch that was that was interesting but it's it's one of two things. It's either I hated the character with a passion, and and the fact that they were a character didn't make up for that, yeah. Or they were not very good actors, which unfortunately, uh, Tao and Sue, like they were not very good right yeah
1: the delivery is pretty wooden from it's most so of the, pretty much everyone outside of eastwood the delivery is quite wooden, bizarre which i think also kind of comes from a writing standpoint from Schenken and johansson i worry that it's not so much the actor's fault as it is the writers kind of serving them a bit mm. of a raw hand
0: and the and the direction kind of has to play into that as well
1: absolutely eastwood having to be in the scene he can't quite pick up on the performance of the actors because he's trying to act himself, you know? Mm. He's trying to juggle a lot of the things without shitting the bed, but in my opinion, he shits the bed, but anyway.
0: It's worth noting that Tao and Sue, uh, B-Vang and Arnie, her, this was both their first acting- Debut, right. Debut, yes. Yeah, so- right.
1: So, a uh, professional film debut, so pinch of salt in that regard, but still, you would- think that Eastwood would have the attentiveness to be able to pick up on that and go, hey, let's do that take again. Mm. Like, I just wasn't quite buying mm. it there. Watching back the reels and everything and just going, oh, yeah, not too sure about that one. I feel like Eastwood, has, he's one of the most high-class actors of the past fucking generation. Like, mm. he would be able to pick up on that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Maybe not.
0: Clint acts... Let's say let's just say okay but he doesn't feel like a person he feels like a character and I don't know I was sitting there wondering like surely there are real people that are this like intense and just like unapologetically like racist in everything that they do hmm. but it they still it still felt like a character it didn't feel Maybe because the film didn't seem anywhere near as critical of it as it could be, or... I don't know, I cut you off there, sorry.
1: No, 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 I I completely agree with that notion. It it feels just so unapologetic in the first act and very damning that I think I struggle to buy into second and third act, because the first act act (laughs) is just so, like, Look at how shit everyone is. Can't you not wait until everyone ends up to be, like, kind of good? And I just, I don't care. I already don't care because I hate them. I don't want them to, I mean, like, obviously, chance for redemption and for growth and change, obviously. I, I respect that. People can change and grow and, you know, change their state of mind and their ideologies and things. I completely respect that. But when you're putting on a piece of entertainment and, the first thing out the gate is a bunch of racial slurs and expletives, and a family that's falling apart, and a bunch of racial commentary that is all directed and written by white men. I struggle <laughs> to get behind it.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think we should maybe see it on some of this stuff for maybe post spoilers. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I, oh, I, I think do. I do
1: want to uh, just uh, correct you. You said the um, the neighbouring family were Korean there. Uh, Hmong uh, Oh, people. that's right. They were. They are a collection of people from, I'm glad that there's actually a character that does exposition on this in the film, thank Christ. Mm. Uh, not for my knowledge, but like, I'm just glad that this information is shared to the audience, and they're not just like, we're the Hmong, and like, Whatever, right? Like, go do your own research. <laughs> they're Fuck not even you. from
0: Korea. Fuck, that's how bad the film fucked me up. Yeah, I they're forgot. from
1: uh, Laos, China, and Thailand. There are people that are mainly uh, from those regions.
0: They're like, they're an ethnic group.
1: Yeah, the reason that they are in America, that they resided in America, is after the Vietnam War, they were kind of on the side of the Americans, and then a bunch of people were pushing them out of Laos mainly, mm. and then the Americans evacuated them, most of them to the Midwest, and then there was this really weird kind of struggle where the older generations couldn't slot into america because pretty much all of them didn't speak a fucking dime of english Mm. while they were very skilled people in their professions in their what they've been doing their whole life they can't get a job in those professions because they can't speak english so they're forced to go down to these lower socioeconomic roles like a janitor or a fucking taxi driver or something like that because they can't speak a bar of English. And then you've got the generation underneath them that come with them to America. And they pick up on English pretty quickly. They've got a pretty firm grasp on how to speak English and everything. They blend into this weird gang world that America kind of has. And the, the slums and all that ghetto kind of mentality and ideology and gang pack Ideology mentality, Mm. and then they can get jobs, and then that puts a sense of like alienation between the older generation and then the younger generation, right? In the way that they can speak English and they can go out and get these jobs, but then they're having to support the older generation because they're getting paid more, more often than not, than what the older generation are getting paid. So when they came to America, it flipped the thing on its head and went, okay, now the young have to care for the old because the old, they can't use their professions that they're incredibly talented at because no one wants to fucking hire them because they can't speak English. And the, they're red hot off the, both the Korean War and the Vietnam War. So
0: yeah, I... That, I, think, I think that is uh, something I can give the writers. That was a very good choice to not just say like, or I guess the, the 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 actual historical importance of all that is sort of, it's, it's briefly explored, you know? Mm.
1: In a pickup truck.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was assailed with racial slurs so much that I actually, it, there's this tiny sliver of like interesting facts, interesting facts, and then just like slur, 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 slur and I'm like, oh, I forgot half My of it. My brain thanks, was completely thanks, switched movie.
1: off. Yeah, because I think it's, Oh, I would love to see Eastwood make this film in today's climate, you know? Mm. Like, I just, I would love to see if it would get off the ground because I bet your bottom fucking dollar it wouldn't. It would not fly. Eastwood would be firmly cancelled, I feel like, in today's culture <laughs> because purely, because, as you say, you just get absolutely swept over by all these racial slurs and stuff that the the meaning gets lost. Mm. The, the the I... I still struggle to understand what the takeaway is.
0: I- the the problem is is that there's an obvious route for you know what fuck it F- fuck the fuck the spoilers for this movie. All right, we've already spoiled the fuck out of it. Yeah. Spoil spo- uh, spoiler sign is too late. <laughs> Even if it was executed properly, I personally don't want to watch a film like you. Your film has to be fucking spotlessly written for me to go. White guy lives in neighborhood with
1: predominantly uh, my migrated ethnic group. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: primarily people who. Oh yeah, have, not even
1: just Hmong. There's like yeah, there's yeah. Uh, Spanish pe- people there's, who
0: have uh, largely in that area are the people that have fled legitimate hardship. They are mm, mm. Re- they were refugees, however many years ago twenty years ago thirty years ago. Mm, mm. White guy is living surrounded by these people. He was in. Just our favorite subject, Douglas—the fucking Vietnam War. Just we love talking about the, the Vietnam 250 War. Two fifty
1: really sure does love its Vietnam War. Hey, these
0: people that were in the Vietnam War, and and as a result, is incredibly racist, and and then he you know and he learns to love again, and he learns to accept these people. You know, you have to write that thing fucking incredibly yeah. for me to care about that, and the problem is is that he's still calling them like. The G word. Yeah. All the Even way to the, the, the end w- of the film. In the will. Like, it's really,
1: Like, it, <laughs> there's There's no sense of growth from... Yeah. From, uh, yeah, and the Ball
0: film Stewart. wants it's... to tell you that he grew as a person and learned to accept these people, and he didn't. He didn't learn to accept no. them. No. He just learned to accept the one group of people who live next to them. And yeah. the, to the rest of them, are, as he's as far as he's concerned, the same, you know... He's just as racist he as, he was to those with, as he started.
1: Yeah, the rest of his his mindset. The the first racial slur that like spills out of his mouth, he's out on the lawn and he like looks over to the other uh, house and he says something. And I mm. just, I literally had to smack my space bar to pause the movie and just go, <laughs> Clint. Clint, is this what we're doing today? Yeah. And then I was like, this has got to have some insane payoff rather than, oh, oopsie doopsie, I was in the war. I don't know any better. Like, I, obviously, respect to war veterans. They went through insane hardships that neither Jonathan nor I can even bear to relate to or understand. It's, it's something that we will never have to go through in our lifetime. And it's, yeah. Well, don't
0: say, don't say, don't say that. Don't jinx it, Douglas. Touch wood. Touch um, reconstituted timber from Ikea.
1: <laughs> we have the same desk. Mm. But it just... I just wish that it tackled it in a different way. There has to be some other form of being able to tell this story without it being so unapologetically harsh and tonally it's, it's, weird.
0: Yeah, It's, it's got to be fucking this and this is not me saying oh poor him like i i off the top of my head i can't think of some some way that you can tell this story like maybe white guy becomes less racist just just don't we don't need that okay you don't need to watch clint eastwood quote unquote become less racist okay just stop being racist you (laughs) fucks all right like that's not an interesting part to a story like it's not heartwarming no. to see a guy start as a horrible fucking person and then grow all the way up to oh, the regular baseline for society mm. where we don't call Asian people zipperheads or the fucking g-slur, right? Mm. Just that's not growth. You're not you're not becoming a wonderful new exciting person with a great future. Mm. You're just becoming I, uh you were reaching the ground floor <laughs> yeah 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 you've you were six levels down in the basement and now you're at the <laughs> acceptable level okay that's not that's yeah. not the growth i want to see
1: yeah absolutely
0: you could maybe just like tossing ideas out you could maybe have something about no no i'm not even gonna toss ideas out no this is just like this is fucking don't <laughs> there's there's maybe something to be done here yeah but it's not gonna be written by a white person because they yeah. don't know what the fuck they're exactly. talking about
1: exactly that i think that's my main gripe with this I the white a-
0: perspective on this is is people who are racists becoming less racist like that's you you don't become you don't mother Teresa this shit i mm. think she was horrible as well so let's yeah. not even think about that yeah yeah like it, 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 even if it was done perfectly, I don't think it would have been a good film. And, no. he, and then they just shat all over it. Yeah. Just just miserable. So... Yeah.
1: <sighs> I think the change between him being wildly racist and not wanting anything to do with his neighbours to then, oh, fuck it, I'll go have a beer with them. It's my birthday. Why the fuck not? Is so, like, <sighs> it gave me whiplash. I was like, yeah. hang on, on. Literally, like, the last scene you were standing on your front lawn with a rifle aimed at one of their kids heads and then now all of a sudden because it's your birthday you're like ah oh, fucker i'll have a beer and then he goes into the house and pigs out on all of their fucking food and continues to call them racial slurs within their own household and disrespect all of their culture and their like yeah. you know what they
0: do in this theoretically like perfectly done version of this film like i think you're allowed to do something like He finds them a bit weird and then like, and then sort of like gets over it. Like that is, I would call growth, but I would want from that point, like first act of the film, we've established horrible racist dude slurs coming out of his mouth, left, right and center. We're in the second act. He comes to this party and is about to say something horrible and stops himself and then never does it again for the rest of the film. That's like the base level. That's the base level. You can't have him saying slurs in his will. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What's the hero's journey where you pass the threshold? Mm. Like, he he passes through the threshold and he he goes on the, yeah, the journey of, like, actually understanding and comprehending more about their culture and everything, which he never does. He keeps on calling people's names wrong, except for obviously the people who, you know, are his neighbours and stuff.
0: Even then, even then he can't help himself. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and then it just pulls out the white savior trope. And then I think I just, I lost oh all hope. I just, I just <laughs> gave up. I just gave up. I just, I stopped writing notes.
0: I I couldn't. Oh, I wish I could have seen your face. When he gets shot at the end, and they <sighs> do, it's the exact same thing as, um, uh, what's it called, Ridge? Um, oh, Hacksaw Ridge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, like, lies back yeah, and goes to the crucifix, and crucifix I'm like, pose, baby. No, there, uh, just, this is not subtly.
1: And he's not even religious. His character isn't even religious.
0: <sighs> so I. <sighs> Stop! He
1: says in the film, <laughs> he says in the script that the only reason he was going was because of his wife. His oh, wife. Um,
0: stop it. Did, did you, stop. was I the Fuck. only
1: one that laughed when the end sequence, Towers driving the fucking yeah. Torino, daisies in the that? passenger seat, and then Clint is singing in the credits. <sighs> as soon as it came up with directed and produced by Clint Eastwood, I again slam my space bar. Close the tab. I went, no, I'm
0: done. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I knew that. And somehow I'd forgotten up to this point. And I'm like, wow, that makes it so much worse. It was, worse. The, it was <laughs> the nail in
1: the coffin for me. I just, I, there are so many choices that I just don't if understand. He'd, if he'd
0: only acted it, you'd be like, bad movie. But if he acted and directed it, it's like, Clint. Babes, come on.
1: Stop. Where's your head at?
0: They have this thing with the Barber character. And I think this film, like, I think they had an idea of how bad it looked mm. and it wants to backpedal yeah. so much you know it's like he stops being a as racist you know <laughs> oh he's got his barber and it's okay that he calls everyone horrible things yeah. because he jokingly calls his barber horrible things no <laughs> stop
1: i wrote down that americans really or i like, i guess it kind uh new Yorkers. i think are very good at that they do the like the Hey, fuck you, my friend, have a nice day, okay? Hey, what about a bing? Fuck you, asshole, you have a good day, all right? I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just because we are australian and then we do have banter that is often sometimes calling each other asshole and dickhead and things like that but it's coming from a place of endearment you can hear that normally in most people in most australians Mm. you can hear that level of affection in that kind of banter but the introducing scene for that barber where he's like you fuck you you little and he's like i'll see it in three weeks dipshit and he's like not if i see you first asshole
0: and then he's like calls him like a jew then, or something yeah 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 or- and
1: then the barber's like huh crazy bunch of kids <laughs> yeah. like, Put the tall oh, aren't we aren't we a bunch of cards
0: <laughs> oh, oh it's 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 so much it's just so much and and that's the thing they that's what they're trying to do there they're trying to be like hey it's fine that he says all these things.
1: It's the way he shows affection.
0: It's just the way he talks. And I'm like, no, no, stop. Just stop
1: talking like that. I, to, to just put something out there, John Carroll Lynch plays the barber.
0: Where have I seen him before?
1: We had him... Uh, no, you haven't seen Zodiac. I had him previously in oh, okay. Zodiac. But I think he is one of the only actors so far who back to back... Is bald. In the... Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you seen Stalker? <laughs> he is the only actor I think that has gone back to back in the 250. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to run the those numbers through the two five O HQ and make sure the statistics are right. But he is in both Gran Torino and Fargo. Oh. As like a bleeding oh, dude. Or like I guess he's more of a cameo dude in Gran Torino, but he is a leading character in Fargo.
0: Is he oh wait, is Fargo next? Fargo's next, baby. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah. I haven't seen Fargo
1: before. I'm really excited to to fuck with that because I like the Coen brothers. So, yeah. that's going to be a good t- I know that's going to be a good time. Thank Christ. What a palate cleanser after this.
0: He's in Crazy Stupid Love. I don't yes, know, yeah, he's really Crazy
1: f- Stupid Love. That's the other one. Maybe,
0: maybe that's what I remember him from. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the story's crap. And I think the story is... It screamed American. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything about it screamed American. And I feel like, once again, that's why it got as high as it did. Once you start throwing American war veterans and, like, people becoming less racist, you know, blah, 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 like, kind of hot button issues, I think that starts to really rile up an American crowd in a good way. And yeah, so I may maybe because we're Australian, we extra like kind of see through the bullshit in this and just like not interested. Because mm. the rea- reception on this is extremely similar to Hacksaw Ridge, yeah. where it's like yeah. lots and lots of fours and fives, and then every now and then like a one or a two. People going like, why the fuck does everybody like this? It's yeah. miserable. It's yeah. terrible. Well, I just knocked through the soundtrack. It just finished. Very short. Oh, really? Yeah. I, so it's not on YouTube. It's on... Sorry, it's not on Spotify. It's on YouTube. And it's only 14 tracks or maybe 13 tracks? Maybe 13... Tr- oh, 13 tracks and then the Grand Torino song at the end. Oh, yeah. And probably maybe 20 minutes all up. So there isn't loads of... Di... di- is it di... Diegetic. Diegetic. Yeah. There isn't loads of diegetic music... There's, like, background music, but it's not, it's not like, diegetic. Mm. There's music. Someone's, you know, someone's walking down the street to music that's playing on a speaker type thing. It's more just, like, someone will go past in a car with some music going or or the house will have a party and there's music going. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of just, like, I guess you could maybe argue that it, like, it's not doing the music. So, at least there's that.
1: <laughs> I guess, yeah. There's no fucking Andrew Garfield being zipped down a... Fucking zip line with this holy orchestral music and stuff going on in the background. I guess there's that.
0: It seems like the kind of music that Clint would would like. Yeah, like, he would listen to that ca- and go. His character would like ring to. Yeah, uh, but it's but it's just very like very straightforward sort of um almost like cowboy type. Inspiration, but which makes sense to given
1: it. Clint Eastwood's history, I guess.
0: And, and I mean, look, I would rather a soundtrack that is understated, quiet, reserved, yeah, than than one that's pissed me off. So, yeah, yeah. so I got to give that props.
1: Uh, one that's trying to be manipulative, yeah. The
0: yeah. the visually, this film uh, it's color graded horribly. Yeah, horrific. Like it's it's supposed to kind of give off this like very miserable, very drab look to everything but everything is just so gray like we get it it's like a lower socioeconomic area and <laughs> he's like living on his own so he's in this like i understand but fuck it's fuck really damn, just man, a bummer yeah. Yeah. which Are is a shame
1: add some color into this fucker
0: nothing nothing really popped to me visually like scene wise like shot wise except for what looked to me like a shot that took a lot of fucking around, which is after he's punched through the the glass cabinet and he kind of, like, sits back. Mm. The house is sort of dark, except there's, like, the kitchen off to the top left. There's light coming through the front door from, like, the bottom part. And then he's lit through what what is, assumingly like, moonlight coming through the window or something. And that is, I mean, yeah, that is quite a pretty shot. But there's not heaps of stuff like that. Yeah. Everything's kind of shot very obvious, you know, kind of just tv show like you know not not heaps in the way of like wide angles everything's either conversation some flavor of action shot or like watching someone move from place to place from a fairly close kind of angle which is which is just kind of uh, give me more establishing shots baby
1: it's at the very least shot competently which I think it's is, fine yeah
0: you know it's yeah. just fine but it wasn't inspired in any way and I'm just grasping at like anything, anything. <laughs> like the story was such a pile of dog shit that yeah. I'm just like, give me something interesting something for the else love of God. That,
1: yeah, it could possibly be a touch, uh, uh, a takeaway from the film. Um, I got it like all, I'm looking down at my notes and literally all of them are just like, it's so clunky. There's no elegance. It's so cliched. Mm. It's misogynist <laughs> too. Wow. This uh, film's got yeah. it all. Oh, my favorite line though. Everybody blames the Lutherans. What a classic!
0: <laughs> Good on you, Cleo. You beauty. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That that was. The, I That was the only time I laughed in the whole film. I was, that <laughs> generally brought out like a solid. Chesty chuckle from me.
0: So wait, there's the there's the bit where he goes. He's he, they're in the bar. He's like chatting with his friends, and he goes, "Have you heard the one where it's like a a Mexican, yeah. a German, and a Jew walk in a bar, and the and, and the, the
1: bartender's just like get the fuck out of here'." And they're all like, "Oh,
0: what? How are we supposed to react to that? Because we already know he's a horrible person who yeah. thinks horrible yeah. things. So it's not it's not building the character anymore, and it's not funny. Yeah. So where what's, so the, what's point? the point? yeah what's the point with this
1: yeah yeah, we already get it. you don't need to fucking sink the the nail in and kick the dead horse yeah
0: i think i think I think the film just doesn't have heaps to say, And so it
1: buffers the the bits yeah, there' has nothing to say with just there's yeah. stuff
0: that they're calling not character growth, more like character um what's the, what's the term for this showing you what these characters are but but it's like yeah we already get it relationship building. not even relationship building because nothing's getting built, it's just like describing the characters to you Mm. showing you the characters.
1: oh dude the first like literally the first scene and it's the two brothers his sons and they're having that huge bit of exposition just sitting Mm. on the the pews in the church and they're just like man dad sure is crazy right now isn't he and he's like yeah it's a real shame that our mom died and like just it's so (laughs) like huh This is how you want to pull me in? Just tell me everything. Why not? Just hand me a pamphlet. Give me some narration. Why don't you? Fuck me. I genuinely don't want to give this film the time of day. So, the shorter we can make this episode, the better, honestly.
0: Oh, Douglas, do you have any trivia then? You yeah, do you want yeah, We're just saying we should cut this off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I going... feel like
1: we're just going to go around in circles. People I like... think,
0: it, do you have some films to talk about in the post-IMD? Yes, DVD? I do, actually. Okay, so well then we might be able to well, pad
1: then... the back end of the episode with yeah, some yeah. better films.
0: We don't have to hit an hour, but I think, it's, I think we're opening up time for you to talk about things that you're interested and passionate about. Uh, uh, Douglas, final thoughts on this film.
1: I hope that Clint Eastwood has learned his lesson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, watch Million Dollar Baby instead because
1: Yeah, billion Dollar Baby's hot. That's a good one.
0: That is Clint Eastwood as an old man who's kind of lost all hope, which he's sort of done at the start of this one, but he gets his hope back in a way that's not about race. It's not stupid. He's just like, I was a big boxer and now I'm not anymore because I'm not quite as good. So I get to help like a young person like live their dream and, and like it's
1: fun. The growth is fun in both of yeah, them. Yeah, the growth it's, is
0: good in that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's still sort
0: of a bit obvious but you're just like yeah i don't feel bad about this hmm. I, it's, it's once again it's like your character growth cannot be racist becomes normal hmm. that's not growth that's just what you should be doing anyway i don't i don't want to hear it i'm not interested yeah
1: yeah
0: anyway so, yeah, don't watch this. Watch fucking watch, watch Million Dollar Baby or just yeah. watch something else. Maybe yeah. Clint Eastwood doesn't deserve your fucking time anymore. Who cares? It's,
1: uh, he's still cracking out movies at the rate of knots. He's still <laughs> directing movies. Like, fucking, he released one this year called Cry Macho. Um, uh-huh. uh, I, don't, I don't quite, un- I don't know what it's about, but it's there. You're viewing pleasure? <laughs> Perhaps? There's a lot of people who do rate Eastwood and, like, really do fucking praise his direction in a yeah. lot of things. Um, so, uh, fuck it. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I do need to look at more of stuff and just see what else he's done. I don't know. It's
0: kind of interesting because, yeah, if you, go to, um, if you go to his IMDb, um, Million Dollar Baby and Gran Torino are actually his two most. They're, like, rated his known four.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Rather than mm. his, his, um, his Western days.
0: Well, yeah, there he's. Yeah.
1: Good, the bad, and the ugly is surely there.
0: No, it's not even the top. It's Unforgiven and the Bridges of Madison County are the next what two. What the fuck? Yeah, how, how weird is that?
1: So he's just completely, I guess, just transitioned into direction. Hmm. Okay, interesting. But, or, yeah. I just, yeah, I know him for Westerns, but I, I grew yeah. up in. Yeah, I, F-
0: I think a lot of people, well, you say Clint Eastwood, people would know him for Westerns, and yeah, yeah. no.
1: Yeah, and I grew up in a household that loved Westerns as well, I guess. So, like, spaghetti Westerns and all that kind of a thing. So, I don't know. Maybe there's mm. a bit of credit to that. Uh, this is the only movie where Clint Eastwood loses a gunfight?
0: Oh, yeah. Wait, are you just saying the bit where he gets shot at the end? It's not really a gunfight. He just gets shot.
1: Yeah, because he's not armed or anything. No,
0: he just gets shot.
1: I guess. I didn't write the fucking <laughs> <Sure>. trivia, man.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed to critique the trivia. I've been, we've been critiquing all day. Oh, uh, uh, fuck. In this movie
1: Walt only drives his old F100, not his Grand Torino. The only person in the movie who drives a Grand
0: Torino is Tow. That's kind. Of, I mean, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of cute. I like know, like you know, if I wasn't so mad at that film, that would be a neat little touch that would be like that that I that would be interested in. But
1: Walt says a total of 53 insults. That's actually which feels low. Which seems remarkably low. Yeah, yeah. I would like those numbers uh, double triple checked, please. Mm. The cool medal the kids find in Walt's basement is the Silver Star, the U.S. military's third highest award for valor in combat. Despite its predominantly gold color, it gets its name from the smaller silver star, based on the small silver World War One citation star, set inside the large gold star.
0: Uh, okay. So you Interesting. I hadn't really, I didn't really think about that. I was too furious.
1: Mm, me too. <laughs> Writers Nick Schenk and Dave Johansson knew some of the Hmongs near the steel mill where they worked. They wrote the script on pieces of paper during lunch breaks. Sure does fucking feel like it, Schenk and Johansson. Maybe get some actual fucking paper next time you write your script. (laughs) Just handing the script to Eastwood on, like, pieces of... Oh,
0: he is a Korean War veteran. I I had that bit right. Yes. Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you're correct. Okay. And that was, that was my confusion. All right. You're all not
1: right. the racist. Don't worry, John. <gasps> <sighs> <laughs> uh, we're not the really cancelling uh, some people today. Clint's son, Scott Eastwood, appears in this movie as Trey. He is credited under his birth name, Scott Reeves. Scott wasn't really publicly acknowledged until 2006,
0: hence the name. Oh, uh, okay. Why, why was Clint- Wait, why did, why did they make him play that character?
1: Yeah, just so Clint could yell at his son on screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Damn. Call him a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, fucking cold hard. Why are you hanging
0: out with that guy, my son?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They don't really want to be your bros and I don't blame them, my son. Fuck off. Walt's dog Daisy is Clint Eastwood's beloved family retriever in real life. God bless.
0: Wait a minute. So how old is Scott Eastwood? Mm -hmm. Okay. He would have been in his, like, mid-twenties. And at this point in time, Clint would have been in, like, his eighties. Are you wondering why Clint isn't dead yet? No, I'm wondering why Clint is having children at age 60. (laughs) Good point. Anyway, sorry. That is... Well, look. We've got so little interesting to say about this film. Then, then maybe I'm allowed to be like, that's weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's happening there? Yeah. Clint Eastwood's character's name, Walt Kowalski, is the real name of legendary wrestler Walter Killer Kowalski, which I'm assuming is who that's based on.
0: Oof. Um, Okay, so following up, because I couldn't help myself, Clint Eastwood, age 91, his current wife, Dina Eastwood, 56. Ah! Ah, No! (laughs) No! Oh, that's weird. All right. Eh! Oh,
1: fucking... (laughs) Checking the watch. Hey, this movie was what's falsely rumored to be the final installment in the Dirty Harry film franchise.
0: Could be. Is there a connection there? Is there any fucking connection there?
1: No, there's not. I, I'm assuming oh. just when the film. They just came, heard
0: Grand Torino and they're like, ah oh, They're like, maybe it's. <laughs> we know nothing about this movie. Maybe is this it's the third Dirty Harry Is this film. Dirty Harry? Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Nope. Fucking- <laughs> nothing else really of grand or superb interest, really, because I, I just don't really have that. I don't care. But I think easily the best bit of trivia that's here. Mm. Only 11, of 11 out of 86 found this interesting, but I'm genuinely going to log into my IMDb account and mark that I found this interesting, because whoever uh. this is, I respect them uh, profusely. A possible nod to the Big Lebowski 1998 A Polish American veteran brandishes his 1911, relates everything to the war. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: It all comes together. Oh, actually, no, hang on. Here's a good one. Oh, uh, ooh, this is relevant. I, I haven't read this full paragraph, so we're going to find out things as we go.
0: Uh-oh.
1: 7 out of 31 found this interesting. In February of 2021, actor B. Vang published an op-ed in NBC News Think column, criticising the film for featuring many anti-Asian slurs. He wrote, quote, At the time, there was a lot of discussion about whether the movie slurs were insensitive and gratuitous or simply harmless jokes. I found it unnerving, the laughter that the slurs elicited in theatres with predominantly white audiences, and it was always white people who would say, Can't you take a joke? End quote. Two years after the film's debut, Vang began collaborating with activists and filmmakers on multimedia projects that promoted social justice justice he also held public speaking events around the country criticizing the way the Hmong community is portrayed in the film seven out of 31 people found this interesting
0: that is incredibly interesting but i think that is the best thing to come out of this is that activists was like fuck yeah. i was in this piece of shit yeah <laughs> and now i can use that for good <laughs> yeah yeah oh my goodness yeah yeah nah <laughs> uh
1: b is uh, the Kid who plays Tao. He Tau. plays Tao. For the record. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I don't think we actually said that. So it was just you and yeah. me that knew yeah, that yeah, until right in yeah. the yeah. end. Yeah. I wonder if Arnie Heard ends up doing anything. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's up to other stuff. I hope she's doing good.
1: Yeah, I hope they're well. I hope that both of them are well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just
1: keeping safe, you know. Mm. Looking after themselves. Anyway. Anyway. Fuck it,
0: that's it. I don't that, care that, why was it buried at the bottom? That's the most important. Like, that legitimately is like, people are mad. Because people don't think it's racist. Yeah, people don't think it's racist. It's like, wh- or,
1: or they don't agree with... They're like, no, oh, I'm tra- no, I'm not racist. No, I couldn't possibly... I didn't laugh in the theater. That's not me.
0: They are too sensitive, those people that were so fucking uh, 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 criminalized by the government in Laos that they had to be fucking taken back to America for fear of their own lives. <sighs> Fuck. Well. Hey, Douglas. Yeah. I just wanted to say hi to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, um, hey, audience. Hi. Uh, no.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Douglas. Sorry, sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. Hello, audience. Look, this is, um, I, I promise that our future uh, and past episodes are not just a constant hate pile on whatever we're doing. Some of them are. Most of them aren't. But if you want to find out how truthful my statement is just was you can check out all the episodes in the future uh, we have we put out look i'm making a connection here you're, you're finding Ten years. it
1: you're finding it there's a,
0: there's a there's a link just to just keep massaging okay we put episodes out every week every tuesday at midnight australian Eastern standard time which comes out to monday afternoons in europe and monday mornings in america if you want to contact us directly, uh, you can email us at mail at com. If you email us with Clint Eastwood Hate, we will read it on the podcast. I want to shit on this guy some more. <laughs> we also have uh, an Instagram at 250pod. That's one of our kind of most active places for keeping on top of the upcoming episodes. And uh, I'm going to remember to do it this week putting out the next three episodes
1: (laughs) it's documented it it's it's out in the world baby we
0: also um oh i can't do this one i guess I, i i've lit a fire under my own ass here i've been working on the website for the podcast at the moment it's just an in construction one but it still has all the info that you need Me saying it on the podcast right now means that I'm going to have to get my shit in gear before next Tuesday and actually make it live. We're currently having some... uh...
1: Technical difficulties.
0: Did you know that if you want your website to be served under HTTPS with like proper security you have to uh, cough up to security companies to get them to give you a certificate ain't that fun anyway I'm gonna have to do that we're gonna do that we and, got um, it, yeah
1: yeah we'll get on it we'll get on it
0: once you got that worked out you can go to www.250.com and you can that uh, sounds that's, so
1: cool to say yeah,
0: it's pretty nice actually um, we're that, doing at the a moment, podcast baby <laughs> at the moment it's just in construction so um, it'll give you some hot little links to the podcast itself uh the uh list and our instagram um and in the i'm not going to say near future it's probably going to take me a while i'm a busy little bee, but it's going to have the full list available there and playable and it's going to be a one-stop shop if you want to
1: look at everything get into the podcast that way
0: if you want to if you want to if you that's something that you want to do that's going to be something you're going to be able to do it's going
1: to be so helpful for when because i don't know about you but the podcast does come up quite often for me like Mm. in just conversation. So it's going to be great to just be like, just go to 250.com. It's all there. Yeah,
0: You're going to need... We'll, we'll get you... Um, We'll line you up with some NFC tags so you can just like... <laughs>
1: blip, just like... Blip and get oh, people yeah, on yeah. there. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I once again, I've lit a fire under my own ass. Um, I'm really <laughs> sorry to everyone who <laughs> uh. was using list.250.com. It's now broken. It's dead. It, it's going to go back up, but due to the way that... Website hosting works. It's currently down. I'm going to fix it in the nearest future. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> um, Douglas and I both use Letterboxd, which is a movie tracking and reviewing website. It's, it's wonderful. It's great. Yeah. It's grand. My account is UPA. That is U-U-U-P-A-H. And Douglas.
1: Mine is I-E-N-Z-O-K-N-I-G-H-T. That's the end. So night in. type in. Upa, Ianzo Knight, or you could tap in 250 into the letterbox search engine and you will find us. You will find all of the films that we cover here on the 250 as well as anything else that we've watched in our spare time. I most recently watched, and we, I, I've, oh, I never actually say that we just sometimes just cover what we've just watched in our spare time at the end of the episode. Mm. So, hey, that's what we're doing right now. I watched uh, Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Free Guy. Uh, well, not Ryan Reynolds, but starring Ryan Reynolds. It's weird. It's it's mm. it feels very much like it was a role that was made for Jim Carrey, but maybe Ryan Reynolds is becoming the new Jim Carrey.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does sort of feel... just from what I know about it, which is not heaps, but I know the kind of basic gist yeah. of that film, and it does feel it feels like a it feels like a um Truman Show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because Jim Carrey doesn't want to do comedy anymore. He got very upset that he became so renowned for doing comedy that he's just he's quit the whole comedy game altogether because he's just like fuck it which i think is a a real shame um that that that's happened to him and obviously the biz has just fucking run put him through the grinder and spat him back out again which is a real shame um because he was quite a very talented comedian but yeah it's just got some really early noughties energy that i can't quite put my finger on it's neither horrendous nor mind-blowing it's just perfectly a Ryan Reynolds starring thing, which is about the same reaction that I remember having to like Deadpool and Deadpool 2. It's it's not mind blowing in any way, shape or form. It's just like pretty funny in some moments. Like there are some moments that did give me quite a good chuckle, mm. but it, you still can't shake the like the weirdness of approaching video games and like that subsection of media in film, mm. which is why I am, so incredibly excited to cover the Super Mario Bros. film that is coming out oh. in 2022, right here on the Two Five Oh. baby. Yeah. we, we have will a be watching.
0: We'll we will be watching it in theaters, and we will be reviewing it. We, we have do a you platform
1: wanna... to talk about Chris Pratt playing Mario.
0: <laughs> what if we watch the film and just like and like just weasel in a bonus episode in, just out of sequence, totally. just to yeah, talk, yeah, about, just to it. talk yeah. about it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It will happen. It will happen. Um, And then, outside of Free Guy, I watched The Guilty, not the Antoine Fuqua 2021 The Guilty, the original 2018 Danish The Guilty, which is what the Netflix adaptation starring Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Antoine Fuqua, is based on. I'm a fucking little shit who, as soon as I realize that there is an original for something, I'm going to go and watch the original for something before I watch the adaptation so I can say that I have full compass of what this little piece of creative media is trying to do. Mm. And holy shit, it's fantastic. It's incredibly well paced. It's a one room thriller. I love those. They're, they're pretty rare and like hard to come by the old one room thriller. And especially when they're done right. And this is done exceedingly well. It's, it's, pretty pitch perfect uh, in my opinion and everything that it sets out to do and i'll watch the netflix antoine fuqua adaptation but i am setting the bar incredibly low because i just i love uh gyllenhaal fucking he is one of my all-time favorite actors but i just cannot see how he could possibly get to the level that jacob cedegren did in that same role uh, in 2018 he's fucking master of his craft as far as i'm concerned cedar grin he's incredibly fun to watch and yeah just the whole the script the, the way it's shot the uh, lack of composition at times it's uh it's sublime the tension is palpable it's great highly great. recommend so if you did watch the the 2021 one and go like huh i sure would like more of that but better Uh, probably, I mean, I can't say yet, but probably, go check out the original. It only took three years for a Western adaptation. Is that or is that not scary?
0: Yeah, that is very scary. When you hear, like, a a remake from the film that came out two years, three years prior. Bloody hell.
1: I had a huge rant about it in my actual written review, but I just, I don't understand why people are so against foreign cinema and media like is it the 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 fact that they have to read subtitles is that what pushes people away or is it the 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 sheer notion and thought that something that wasn't created in a western world might actually be good and could be better than a western product Mm. i don't know also i'm watching squid game at the moment because everyone's watching squid game so Mm. fuck me is that depressing um, uh,
0: what, what, what was it? Uh, but very good,
1: I, very very good. I'm really enjoying it.
0: I'm so glad that I live in I, I, that I'm not in Squid Game and i am instead just living in the metaphor that it is describing. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that on your
1: fucking story. <laughs> so good. Oh yeah, Squid Game is pretty alright. I I get I get where the hype is is coming from, and it's right up my alley anyway. So mm. um, I'll get I've I've got. I think three more episodes to go. Three or two more episodes to go. So I'll give a I'll give a full wrap up when I've watched um the whole thing. Yeah.
0: yeah you cool. got anything, John? Or you have been busy? Bee? No, I I actually haven't been watching many films. I've been watching. I finished uh, uh Kimono Jihen, which was just like just like a dumb animated show, which was which was good because I just needed to fucking like de stress after the
1: brain switch off ones. Yeah, they're good.
0: Yeah, and I've been watching Seinfeld. Um I'm definitely going to need on.
1: a brain switch off show after um uh, Squid yeah. Game. I think Squid Game's kind of put me on such a like
0: Yeah. I I've, <laughs> I've been wanting to watch it but um yeah, no, It is a lot, yeah. And I have lined up I've just been fucking just I maybe I'll watch it today. This film called The Next Generation Pat Pat Labor Pat Pat Labor. It's called Tokyo War. Um mm. you can find it on Letterboxd. It's a uh, fucking mech movie and once again oh, I just yeah. I just need that I just need that right now so just need um, some mechs. yeah just keep your eye out next next uh next week next week <laughs> going to tell you if that one's any good i don't think it's keep like keep it your rates ear out. it rates 3 out of 5 so i don't think it's like super hot but like you know whatever um, Who the fuck cares? look i'm sick of thinking it doesn't look very sick of thinking
1: <laughs> doesn't look very well known so that Is yeah, in and of itself interesting.
0: Literally, what I saw, I saw a still where there's a mech pointing like a huge, it's like a huge pistol pointing it at the camera with like obscene foreshortening, right? (laughs) And then the front of the mech is opened up because that's where the cockpit is, and like the front section like folds forward so the the pilot can kind of walk out of their seat and stand on that front section that's normally like the chest piece. Oh, that's cool. And they're also pointing the pistol at the at the camera. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, I'm sold, baby. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's no gonna more, be bonus material, but no, I um, nah, look, I yeah. Hey,
1: give me. We give haven't me the even fucking, had the rap next week.
0: The recent films haven't even been that bad. I don't really have an excuse anymore. Actually, no, the Green Knight did fuck me up. <laughs> yeah,
1: the Green Knight. Green Knight got you pretty good, but that's that's my fault. That's not the two five O's fault. That's my own fault.
0: Mm. Anyway, uh, this has been an extremely critical. <laughs> look at gran torino and why um why uh, why maybe we should stop making films in america about americans because you know you you did do some good ones you've had a good run america yeah could you please shut the fuck up about war veterans okay because you are excusing some of the most obscene garbage just because a guy fought in a war it's like okay you're allowed to you're you're allowed to Continue to be... You're allowed to become a better person after that. Please. Fuck off. F- I'm pissed. Fuck this fucking movie, dude. Go, Fu- go become
1: a better person and don't document the experience and monetize it. Oh,
0: my God. Just fuck off, Clint. Piss off. So <laughs> this fucking movie, man.
1: All right. Uh, tune in next week where we will be reviewing all of Clint with filmography. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye.
0: All right, see you guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The vein in John's head goes in on the camera. (laughs)